With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Ennis Cantor, Taco Falls, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. Welcome back to From the Rafters, presented by Bannertown USA. I'm here with my friend Danny Hanley. Hi, everyone. So, a lot of stuff going on in the NBA right now, but start off with Zion played in the game. Danny, thoughts? There's anything else you can say, but the king is here. He showed everyone that he is here, and he's here to ball absolutely out. I think if they left him in that game, they would have won the game. But I I understand why they took him out, because you don't want your star player, franchise player, to get injured this early in his career. But, like, they would have won that game. And granted, everyone was saying, everyone was like, oh, Zion, like, first three quarters, he's kind of looking like a little scrub. But it was his first three quarters of a real NBA game. And then quarter four came around, and he goes, okay, showtime, and drops a quick 17 straight to bring his team back. How could you not be all in on him? No, yeah, it was huge. That was huge. And I think that, also, I knew he was a big dude, but seeing him on the court, he's a big fucking dude. Like, he is, like, I don't understand how he carries that weight around, honestly. Absolute unit alert. Um, I'm a big fella. I'm like 215, and he dwarfs me. Oh, yeah. 100%. He makes me look like a tiny boy. No, yeah. Dare I say it? Go ahead and say it. Rookie of the year? I don't know. Uh, no, there's no chance. He's not going to play enough basketball to get rookie of the year. I think John Morant has an award all but locked up at this point with the way he's playing with the Grizzlies, but... <laughs> Ja Morant, the way he's playing with the Grizzlies. How many points did he have last night? 12. Something like two. that. He had two. Okay. In 28 minutes. He's also leading, That's your king? He's also leading the Grizzlies to a playoff spot, potentially, right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Grizzlies are not making the playoffs. Hate to break it to you. They're the 8 seed right now, dude. Oh, they're the 9 seed now because yeah. the Spurs won. But, yeah. They can fall out of the playoffs so easily. Saying that they're a playoff team is ridiculous. I'm Okay, maybe playoff team wasn't the right word to use for it. They are in contention, which is more than you could say about the Grizzlies in the past three years. That's fair, but want to bring the Pelicans into the playoffs. Do you think Zion can realistically bring the Pelicans to the playoffs at this point? I mean, let's, let's take a quick gander at the NBA standings. The Pelicans let's are currently the, the 12th seed. And they are four games out of the eighth seed. So they are currently 17-28. Yeah. Terrible, yes. if you will. Um, but I think realistically, they could sneak into the eighth seed. No, they definitely could. Brandon Ingram's amazing. And there are rumors that they're, they're going to stop shopping out Drew, Drew Holiday now and try to make a push for it. But with Portland, Phoenix, and... 
San Antonio and maybe even Memphis, I don't think there's a real real chance at them. Well, I see Memphis slowing down. I don't think they really have a lot. They've been on a roll lately, though. Like, before that loss to us last night, they were they were cruising. Okay, but besides beating, there weren't beating it. And the Clippers, I guess. But they didn't beat... They also beat the Rockets, the Spurs, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Kings, and mm. the Heat. Those are okay. some good teams. Okay, okay well... You you think Zion's rookie of the year? Realistically, you think Zion could do it? Something that people don't are overlooking is that all awards are chosen by the media. As much as people want to pretend that like they're chosen impartially, it's all about who gets hype on Twitter, and that's how the Heisman's decide every year. That's how the MVPs decide every year, and that's how rookie of the year is going to be decided this year. People are going to see Zion do a few like sick dunks. They're going to see him drop 17 points in a row to bring his team back, and they're going to be like, that's my rookie of the year. Hammer Zion for rookie of the year. Hammer him. Okay, well, if that's what you believe, I respectfully disagree. I think John Morant's going to win that award. But moving forward, we got the All-Star break coming up. And there's the dunk contest, three-point contest, all that stuff for people to get excited about. But what I personally would love to see is if there was a 1v1 tournament at the All-Star break. And... Potentially, you could take a player from every team, but who wants to see Julius Randle ball up in a tournament? Personally, I don't fucking care about Julius Randle. So I put together a list of 28 guys, because I was going about uh, seeing who would be the most entertaining in a game, who would do the best in a 1v1 situation. So I put together a list of 28 guys, (laughs) and I was hoping you and I could go through and just play out the tournament, and the top four seeds get buys. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll be done to do that. Okay, let's try it. So I'm going to read out the list of 1 through 28, and you're going to give me just like some thoughts on where I place them, if you think they should be higher or lower in the seeds, and just like thoughts on the player. So one seed, I got Giannis. Best player in the world right now. <clears throat> Agree. Two is James Harden. No brainer. Mm-hmm. Three, LeBron. Four, Luka. Five, yeah. Anthony Davis. Six, Kawhi. I'll just list them out. That's fine. Seven, Jimmy Butler. Stop me if you have any thoughts, but I'll just list them out. Eight, Joel Embiid. Nine, Damian Lillard. Ten, Kyrie. Eleven, Paul George. Twelve, Carl Anthony Towns. Thirteen, Kemba Walker. Fourteen, Bradley Beal. Fifteen, Trey Young. What are your thoughts, boy? Hold up, hold up. Bradley Beal seems a little high. Bradley Beal is averaging top three points. Or top... Six. He's averaging twenty-seven and a half points this season. Okay, I don't know. Just I don't, if I'm thinking top fifteen players in the league right now, I'm not thinking Bradley Beal. That's for sure. Okay, okay. I also thought who would be the best in a one v one situation because Jokic is obviously better than Beal. I think, but he's not. I don't think he'd be a good one on one player versus Beal. I mean, he's way too slow. Yeah, exactly. So fifteen Trey Young, sixteen Westbrook, mm-hmm. seventeen Tatum. 18, Jokic, 19, Booker, 20, Simmons, 21, Pascal Siakam, 22, Mitchell, 23, Ingram, 24, DeRozan, 25, Levine, 26, Lou Williams, 27, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, and 28, Brandon Ingram. No, I lied. 28, John Morant. Sorry about that. What do you think about the list? That that works for me. That seems solid to me. All right, so the way this is going to work is... We're going to go down the matchups, 
And I'm going to give my pick for the matchup, and Danny's going to give his. And then we're just going to play through the tournament and see who each of our winners is. So as I said before, the top four seeds get by. So Giannis, Harden, LeBron, and Luka get buys in this situation. Because at this moment in time, I think those are the best four players in the league. What do you think? No arguments there. Okay. So the first matchup we have then, since Giannis gets a buy... The way our bracket played out is Russell Westbrook versus Jason Tatum. Who would win in a 1v1? This is one elimination. You don't get a second chance. One loss and you're out. And so the format of the game, I figured, was whoever the higher seed is gets the ball. And you played a three. No win by two bullshit. You played a three. Three. It's got to go quick. If this is going to happen at the All-Star break, you can't play to 21. This this one's tough because... Them playing the three definitely changes a lot because Russell Westbrook is a very quick player, very shifty. And he gets the ball first. Russ gets the ball first. I know. He's decent defense. He's a very physical player. Oh, this is maybe one of the harder matchups to call right now. I agree. It's definitely the tough. First round. Because Tatum has the height, but Westbrook has the quickness. I think as much as a fan I am, I'm going to go Russ because he – just has established himself as a dominant scorer in the league already, and Tatum's getting there. But I'm I'm gonna go Russ here. What do you think? Um, this one's tough for me. I'm honestly gonna go Tatum. I think Tatum gets one stop, and I think Tatum has a nice pull up mid range game as long, along with going to the hole. That I think he brings a lot to the table. Okay, I respect that. I figured you go Tatum. It, it was a tough enough matchup that I figured you'd lean towards Tatum. So the next one is. Joel Embiid versus Zach Levine. This one seems pretty easy to me. I've, I've got Embiid all day. I agree. I think Embiid's going to smoke him there. So both of us have Embiid. Now, Dame Lillard and DeMar DeRozan. I know my, name, I know my man Dame Lillard is the clutchest man around. I'm picking him easy all easy, day. Easy money on that decision for me too. Dame Lillard is one of my sleepers at the beginning to take this whole fucking thing. He's a beast. Okay, so next matchup, I got Kemba and Ben Simmons. Kemba gets the ball. Kemba Kemba gets the ball. I I love Kemba, but Ben is... The height is my issue here. I'm going to pick Ben Simmons. You're going to take Simmons? See, this one's a little tougher for me. Uh, I don't want to be a homer, but Walker has the quickness and the ball. And this isn't... uh, well, do you think it should be? I, I don't think it's winner gets ball. I think if you make the shot, the other person gets the ball. I think that's the fair way to do it. I was playing one-on-one rules where you get you get ball if you make the point. I know, just I how know. It goes. I, yeah, but when you're playing one-on-one to 21, that's the rule. But when you play a three, is that really fair? Makes just make it stop. Okay, so do you want to play winner keeps the ball? Yeah. Okay, then I'll go Kemba, because I think if Kemba gets the ball, he gets his quickness off, and I think he beats Ben Simmons. Kemba, I think he is a great scorer, but I think he needs a team to be a scorer. He needs to be able to move the ball, get his teammates involved, and then when the ball gets back to him, they need to know that, oh, he could pass it here, he's the type of guy to pass it, so they're playing the pass a little as long with the shot. I think if they're playing just on the shot with him, He's not going to get all the shots he wants. Okay, I feel that. My thing is, he never had a team when he was in Charlotte for seven years, so I think he'd be just fine on his own. But um, 
That's okay. fair. No, yeah, move on, move on. I agree. So Anthony Davis versus John Morant. <laughs> uh, this is tough. This is tough. You think this is tough? A little bit. A little bit tough. I am going Anthony Davis, and I'm not thinking twice. No, John Morant, he's explosive. As I much know. as I just was shitting on him in the last <laughs> segment, but he was he's explosive. But Davis gets the ball. Uh, Davis does get the ball, and I might give it to the Brown this one. I think he just posts John Morant up like a little boy, and he takes that matchup easy. That's my opinion, though. Um, next, we have Carl Anthony Towns and Pascal Siakam. The cat. Nothing against Pascal Siakam. Cat's just such a diverse and big dude that he's going to take that. Um, Trey Young and Jokic. Trey Young gets ball. Young, he's too quick. Trey Young. I would agree. I think Jokic is just too slow to win that matchup. He might be more skilled in certain aspects, but I think Trey Young. Jimmy Butler versus Lou Will. Love this matchup. I love it too. I think it'd be a great battle, but I'm going to go Butler. I agree. Jimmy Butler. They call him Jimmy Buckets for a reason. He's another one of my sleepers to take this whole tournament if they can get past one of the big four. Kyrie and Brandon Ingram. Thoughts? We just play, how are we like how are we judging this? Because if it's Kyrie right now, it's kind of like a "What have you done for me lately?" situation. Okay. And Brandon Ingram's balled out for me lately, so I'm gonna pick Brandon Ingram. Okay. So my thing is, notice how I didn't include Oladipo or Durant or them. I'm basing this off of this season. So you're going Ingram. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna go Kyrie. I think he's just too good of a player. I'm gonna write this in, and the next one is sorry one sec the next one would be bradley beal and devin booker this is a matchup wow i like devin booker here i, I like, do too I'm a, big, I'm a big booker guy so i know beal's a beast i like i like beal i think he's a better player than devin booker at this point but i think booker is too clutch and booker is just more of a a bucket than bradley beal is i think he's just never had the talent around him Okay, so next we got Kawhi Leonard and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Are we even going to waste time on this one? No, I think I think Kawhi would win that. Shai's a great player, but uh, Kawhi Leonard's a different animal. <clears throat> Paul George and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I like. Oh, this is tough. Yeah. Paul George taking it to the hole that much, so I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. You're going to go Mitchell. I'm going Paul George. I think he's got the height and the defense on Donovan as good as he is, but. I'm going to go Paul George. Okay, so now we go back to the top, and we see Giannis for the first time in this tournament. So your pick, it's Giannis versus Tatum. Sorry, Tam, Giannis all yeah. day. And mine is Russ versus Giannis, and Giannis is just going to beast over either one of those dudes. Okay, so then we have Embiid and Lillard. Both of us have the same matchup here. I'm going to go with the high seed again, pick Embiid. Embiid, really? I'm going to go Dame. I think that quickness, even though Embiid might have ball, the height is huge. But I think as we did say the winner got the ball back, though, that is tough. Uh, No, I'm still going upset. I'm still going Damian Lillard manages to get a stop, and once he gets a stop, then Embiid's not getting that ball back. I think Lillard's going to pull that out, just barely. Okay, Luka, and for you, versus Simmons. Go Luka. 
Luca. Mine's Luca versus Kemba, and I'm yep. also going to pick Luca. I think he's too dominant at this point. Okay, then we got Anthony Davis versus Carl Anthony Towns. A big guys here. I'm buying you with Davis. He's more of a diverse player. I agree. I think Carl Anthony Towns is far and away the better three point shooter, but Davis is just too dominant and too intelligent in the game of basketball at this point. We got Harden and Trey Young. Is it uh is there gonna be a ref in this? Oh, I said there's there is gonna be a ref. He will monitor traveling, he will monitor all the normal stuff. There's no cheating in the one v ones. So Harden or Trey Young, Danny. But is it street ball rules where it's call your own fouls? Uh no, nah, fuck that. NBA rules. You're gonna have a ref. That way Harden can't cheese. Well so I'm still going Trey Young. Trey are you serious? Let me tell you, sometimes you just gotta put the hand, put the ball in the hand of a young gun, and you just say, "Let it ride." James and Har- I trust Trey Young. James Harden, though. James Harden. They say fear the beard. I don't fear it. Damn. Okay. Well, your next matchup is Butler versus Ingram. I'm gonna go Jimmy buckets. He's got the defense. He's got the offense. He's a very complete player. I agree. I have Jimmy versus Kyrie in my bracket, but I'm also going to take Jimmy. I think he's clutch. Although Kyrie is one of the most clutch players in NBA history, Jimmy Butler is just that dude. He gets buckets. Um, LeBron and Devin Booker. Oh, no, it's not even a question. I agree. LeBron takes that matchup. Booker's a good player, but LeBron's LeBron. Kawhi versus Donovan Mitchell for you. Um, It's Kawhi. Yep, I got Kawhi versus Paul George, but I'm also going to take Kawhi here because it's Kawhi Leonard. Come on now. Okay, going back to the top now. You, sir, have Giannis versus Embiid. Uh, just ride the number one seed, but Giannis all day. I agree, and I'm going to do the same thing. As much as I hate to just pick the winners, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Come on now, people. Okay, you got Luka versus Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Davis over Luka? I agree with you. As much as I think Luka might be a better player technically right now, I think Davis is too dominant. Would get a stop and back him down. Just win that matchup. Luka's not the best defender. Okay, so you now have Trey Young versus Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets again here. I have Harden versus Jimmy Buckets, and as much as I think Harden probably is the better player at this point, I think Jimmy Buckets would manage to get a stop because of how good a defender he is, and I think Jimmy's going to win that. Okay, and in the, I believe this is the quarterfinals still. No, this is the semi semifinals. Yeah, we're in the, no, During we're in the quarters. I think we're in the quarters. Yeah, we're in the quarterfinals. LeBron versus Kawhi. This is tough. This is a real tough one. This might be the toughest matchup we've had yet. I'm going to give it to LeBron. I was really close to disagreeing with you, but LeBron James is just too clutch for my liking. Kawhi Leonard too, hit some shots. He's, too by, he's too, just, yeah. Just body you in the paint. He's just too dominant. Kawhi's got that quick hands, but he's too dominant. He'll body you. Okay, Giannis versus Anthony Davis. These guys are basically like the same player with just like a little bit of different finesse. I agree. And... I hate just being basic and choosing a number one pick, but Giannis. I agree. I'm going to do the same thing. Giannis is just like, come on, man. How do you stop that shit? And now, semifinals. 
Jimmy Buckets versus LeBron James. I mean, it's tough because you want to pick Jimmy Butler. You want this guy to win. You, he's a competitor. He's a gritty guy. But it's LeBron James, and it, you're going to have to pick him. It is. It, it, it just is LeBron James. As much as, as much as, like you said, you love Jimmy, LeBron. LeBron, Giannis, Danny. LeBron versus Giannis for the winner of the tournament. And was there ever doubt, any doubt of who we'd have in the finals right now? Yeah, I don't of know. Of course it's LeBron. Of course it's Giannis. And I think I'm going to choose the number one player in the world right now. I'm, as I'm saying it, I'm changing my mind. I'm going LeBron James. I was going to pick Giannis. I said it. Started saying it. I'm picking LeBron. I changed my mind mid-sentence. Why? How, I'd pick Giannis. I think Giannis would beat LeBron in this matchup. Why? Why LeBron? It is. It just I started saying Giannis, and my gut just said no. Wait, hold up. Wow. I I can just picture LeBron high flying, just yamming the ball down Giannis's throat uh, for the third point, and I don't know. I just that's crazy. Just a gut thing. Wow. I I'm going Giannis here. I think he's too big, too dominant at this point. I think LeBron's. Like, one of the best players ever, but I just think Giannis would body him at this point in their careers. So, that's the 1v1 tournament. That went by a little faster than I thought, but that was that was solid. I think those are some of the best players in the league, and I think if the NBA had that, so many people would watch. Oh, absolutely, and especially if you ran it correctly. Yeah. And I think that's where you run into trouble. There's a lot of time with all-star competitions. It gets slow, and people lose interest if they're not there and they're watching on TV because no one's really watching all-star skill competitions that closely. I agree. So you need to run effectively, and you need to get the players interested because also a lot of players won't be going as hard because they don't want to get injured. Yep, I agree with you completely. So keeping on the theme of all-star weekend, uh, in the past couple of days we've seen a leak of the potential all-star jerseys this season. I know I have a picture up. Do you have this the picture up on your computer still? I found these. Uh, I really like them. Um, I have the red one up right step, now. Is that what you have? Yeah, they yeah they stepped away from the black and white, which I mm-hmm. I like the black and white one for one time. But I think across the law sports, the jerseys are getting boring for especially for all star game jerseys. Mm-hmm. They're trying to go too simple and just make them like non controversial. I agree. But I say fuck that. Like, I like that they have a big logo here. I like that's colorful. I like that they're trying to do something. I do. I like so, the pin, I like the pinstripes no a lot complaints. too. Like the, the very minimal pinstripes, the red on red. I love. I I would assume it would be oh, blue. I would assume it would be blue on blue for the other one. But um, I don't know. I think I'm looking at one with Doncic on the back, and that's just so fun to look at. Luca in the All Star game. I also like I don't know if it's a it's very European to me almost that the names are at the bottom of the numbers instead of the top, but I really like it. I agree. It's it's just a nice switch up. I think it's it's a change that sometimes needed to be made. It was like that last year too, I think. Or two years ago maybe. Yeah, but I like it. I agree. So we're seeing the captain shaping up based on all star turn. So it's looking like LeBron and Giannis are gonna be the two captains once again. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, they're the two best players in the world right now. I've got no complaints there. Me too. So this brings up the question. We literally just, 
We literally just did a a one v one tournament. They were our finalists. So yeah, that's true. So the past two years, I don't know if you keep up with this, but the first pick of the draft the past two years, LeBron took Kevin Durant. He took him two years in our first pick. Who is he going to be the first pick this year, Danny? No Steph Curry, no LeBron, no uh, KD. Who's the first pick? Harden. Harden. He's Harden. I think he could be. I think that LeBron will take. I think I don't know who LeBron's going to take because he's going to have the first pick because he got the most votes. But I think Giannis takes Luca, and I think Giannis is going to make a team of all players who weren't born in the U.S. And I think that'd be amazing. Let me tell you, Twitter will love it. Twitter will eat it up. I agree. I think it's going to be Luca Siakam. I can't think of any more off the top of my head because I'm an idiot. But no, yeah, I think I think those are definitely going to be Giannis's top picks because I think he appreciates the fact that they come from overseas. Um, LeBron Harden most likely will be first, like you say. Maybe Embiid and Butler for him too. I couldn't tell you. So. We talked about this on the very first podcast you and I did. Those borderline all-stars. Like, we know LeBron's going, Kawhi's going. Who's going to sneak in? Who are going to be the sneak-ins to the all-star game this season, Danny? Give me two or three names. Throw them out there. Jason Tatum's definitely sneaking in. I think – I don't know if that counts as sneaking in, but I think he's getting in. Okay. I think he's had a really good year. I think he, he's got the fan support. Okay, who else? From the West. Give me some – Give me some borderline. It's blank in my mind. I think Rudy Gobert. I Rudy Gobert might be borderline at this point. Uh, Brandon Ingram is definitely borderline. Brandon, Brandon Ingram should be in the All Star game. Really? Okay. Dude balls out. Dude I balls agree. out. I respect it. Um, I would say Russell Westbrook could be considered borderline, but I think he'll make it. I won't be upset if he didn't make it. Me neither. I think other people could deserve it more than him because they're leading their teams. And he's he's an amazing second option on his team. I'm not denying that, but like I think that other people might deserve it more than him at this point in his career. Well, absolutely. Um, Rudy Gobert, I think should be in the All Star game, but I don't think he will be in the end. What do you think? I think Rudy Gobert just hasn't really done a lot. He's in the names for always best defensive player, but like other than that. Nothing really. Cr- well, me and hiccups right now. Sorry about that. You're good. I think um, I, I think he 100 deserves it, but I don't think they'll vote him in, which is a shame. Rudy Gobert is the leading defender on the second seed in the Western Conference. They're 31 and 13, and Rudy Gobert is currently averaging 15.6 points, 14.5 rebounds, and two blocks. He anchors that team, and I think it's a fucking shame that he hasn't made the All Star team yet because he totally deserves it. I don't think he will, though. No, I I agree. I don't think he will either. I also don't think Trey Young deserves it as much as people think. Deserves it. What'd you say? What was that? Absolutely. Why? Because he's got no nice team. He's balling out night in, night out. He's putting up points. He's putting up numbers. Danny, they've won he's 11 games. They've won 11 games. I see you putting up all these excuses, all these excuses for other players in the league when they're putting up numbers and you go, well, they have nothing else. They have no one else. But when I try and say that Trey Young balls out even though they have no one on the team, you know what it's like being the number one guy on a team with no one else? 
Devin it means Booker that last they're year. On you. It means they're focused on you every night. Every night they go into the game and say, how do we stop Trey Young? That's all we need to do. Can I ask you a question? Who gives a fuck about it? Can I ask you a question? Ask me. So it. you tell me if this is an all-star stat line. 26 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists. Are those all-star numbers? The number one focus of every team's defensive strategy, yes. So then why didn't Devin Booker make the all-star team last year, Danny? Listen, I agree that players that should make the all-star game don't always do. It's a very media-driven league. It's a very coverage-based league. No one really cares about the Suns when they're winning like five games in a year. But doesn't mean that Devin Booker didn't have an all-star year or anything like that. Okay, 24 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists. All-star numbers? No. What'd you it's say? All very, it's all very subjective. You're just trying to throw these numbers at me. It's not all numbers. Okay, fine. Then let me ask you this. What about... Okay, fine. Let's look at, let's look at the Boston Celtics. Let's look at Kemba Walker when he has like four points in the game. Would you look at that game and say Kemba had a bad game? You'd say no. He was facilitating the offense. It's not all numbers. This game is not played on a piece of paper, on stat sheets. It's a very in-person game, and you cannot just read a stat sheet you're and know arguing, how a game is. You're arguing against yourself here. Absolutely for myself. You're arguing against yourself because Trey Young's argument for the All-Star game is that he has the great numbers. The thing that's not translating is how good his team is and how good they're playing. They're playing like shit. They've won 11 games. If you look at any, if you look at everything but the numbers, then there's no fucking chance he's an All-Star. The only reason that he's being considered is because he's having an amazing season. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm, you're, you're trying to say I'm arguing against myself. I'm actually complimenting, complimenting my argument here. Because he not only has the good numbers, but what the numbers don't show is that he's the number one focus of every team's defensive strategy. They could double him every night because they know all the other schmucks on the Atlanta Hawks aren't going to score points. Yeah, but they don't double him every night. That'd be a stupid strategy, and that would elevate his assists. Like, if you watch the games, they obviously don't fucking double him every night, and they've won 11 games. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is D'Angelo Russell an all-star this season? Do you think he should be? I honestly haven't seen any of his games. I'm not going to pretend I have. Okay, but just based on the season. He's on the Warriors right now. What do you think? Like, I'm not going to comment on it because I have not watched any of their games or seen any highlights whatsoever. He's averaging 24, 4, and 6.5. And, and he's playing yeah. on a horrible, horrible, horrible basketball team. He should not make the All-Star team. All-Star has more to do like with... I said, I haven't seen him. Okay, All-Star has more to do with than just numbers. That's why people like Tatum and Kemba will make the All-Star team, because the Celtics are a good basketball team, and they contribute to that. Meanwhile, Trey Young is not contributing to wins. He's contributing to empty stats. They are empty stats. He's an amazing player. I have nothing against Trey Young, but they, at this point in his career, you can't tell me that he should be on the All-Star team when his team has won 11 games. And just... I disagree. I think I want to see him in the All-Star game. And I think that has to be considered with some All-Star votings. What players do the fans want to see? And fans want to see Trey Young pull from like the parking lot and splash one. No, he's leading the fan voting. I understand that. I just don't think he deserves it when there's players like, I think Zach Levine deserves to be an All-Star more than Trey Young. Come on now. 
That's just my opinion, though. I don't know. I respect the opinion that training should be an all-star. I just disagree with it. Totally fair. Okay, what are your thoughts on the... Well, we'll just end this with a little bit of Celtics talk, I think. Last two games, Danny. Have you watched them? A bit of the Grizzlies game last night when they were really pulling away. Okay, did you catch the Lakers game? traveling back from Europe so unfortunate that was a fucking amazing game we smoked the Lakers it was one of those that was just like I'm several time zones away no <laughs> yeah one of those one of those those happen every once in a while but um no wow. I think that the past two games if you've been watching Brad Stevens played an eight-man rotation what are your thoughts on that um, I kind of liked it. It showed that he was trying to get a lot of people involved. Yeah, I really like the integration. is really small compared to what we've been playing this year. I saw last night, and I saw some guys that I had never even heard oh, of okay, on the Celtics. Yeah. You, I remember you texted me about Vincent Poirier because he played in garbage time. I understand, but... I've never- I've never seen that man in my life. <laughs> not, not an ounce. I ordered not it. one second of my life... I actually ordered his jersey because he led the team in blocks. But, um, so let me ask you this then. So for the Lakers game, the team was fully healthy. And for the majority of a game, like players who got around 20 minutes or more, so at least 15 minutes, only eight guys got at least 15 minutes. So that's an eight-man rotation. And I want you to tell me who those eight guys were on the Celtics who get the, who got the majority of the minutes in a game where everyone was available. So this would be like I would argue our playoff rotation. Who are the eight guys in our playoff rotation? Bang the easy ones out here. Let's get Jalen, Jason, Kemba, Gordon. How many players did I just say? Four. That was four. Marcus. Marcus. Yep. I guess Tice got some minutes for sure. Yep, he started. So two more. Um, I want to make her here. Nope. Wanamaker did not make the eight-man rotation. Okay, did Cantor? Cantor did for sure. He had 18 points and 11 rebounds. Wow. Um, and one who's more. Who's this last guy? It's he, He's a solid oh. dude. It's not Grant Williams. It's not a rookie. It's a guy who's been on the team. He's a big defender. Big, big boy. Well, I don't think that's right. What'd you say? Cut out. Sammy, but I don't was, think it's right. It was Sammy. Sammy got the minutes. Really? He got 19 minutes in that game. That's surprising. I think the thing is with the Celtics roster is that if we had a shooter, I think he'd get the place of semi because we have decent enough defenders. But since we don't, we need a guy who can go out there and like at least attempt the threes. And he went one for one from three. But we just mm. needed a solid defender out there at that point, I think. Makes sense. So I bring this point up with uh, a couple of my guests, but everyone says the Celtics need a defender or a rebounder. I think our big need is shooting because when you think about other teams, you have the Rockets and the Heat and everybody, and they have like Duncan Robinson on the Heat, who's a designated shooter, and Ben McLemore on the Rockets, who's a designated shooter. We don't have designated shooters. We have Tatum and Brown and Walker who can shoot, but their roles are so much more than just shooter quote-unquote we need a guy who can sit in the corner sit on the wing and we can run plays for and that can just shoot the ball like a jj reddick or a Bryn forbes on san antonio or bogdanovich in sacramento i think the whole needing a shooter thing is ridiculous 
I think having a team of Browns and uh, Tatums and Walkers who are more all-around players that you could just put them in the corner and they could shoot. Or you could have them all moving around. You could have more in-depth in um, – trying to think of the word – um, more developed plays. It's not the word I'm thinking of, but it's fine. Um, plays that you don't know where it's going. You, yeah, you got JJ Rack just sitting in the corner. I wonder if, wonder what he's going to do. Or you have Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum getting the ball on the top of the key. You don't know if they're going to pull up and shoot or if they're going to put their head down and drive to the lane. No, but you need more shooting. How- our bench doesn't have any shooting. We don't have a single guy off our bench who can shoot the basketball. Name me one player off our bench besides maybe Marcus Smart, who's shooting 36, which is league average. Like, name one guy off our bench who can consistently hit a three ball. Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards, he's barely on our roster. He's up and down from Maine, and he can't consistently hit anything. No, my man's got a trigger. He can't cons- – okay, let me, let me look at his percentage real quick. And if you're right, I'll shut up. He's shooting 31% from three. That's not, that's, that's not great. He just hasn't had the chance to get hot. I think in the future he can be that guy for us, but I don't think that's right now. And I think if we want any chance at the playoffs, we need to trade for someone who can come off our bench and shoot the ball and score the ball and do something effectively. Who are you trading? I was thinking, I brought this trade up with my buddy Adam Taylor uh, on a podcast a couple weeks ago, I say we'd ship off maybe Semi Ojale or Brad Wanamaker for a guy like Bryn Forbes in San Antonio who's shooting around 40% from three this season. He's playing great. He can score the ball. He's a bucket when it's in his hands, and th- he'd be much more useful than Brad or Semi. I'd be more willing to trade Brad than Semi, but I don't know. What do you think? Um... I think, yeah, you, Brad's very expendable. You have some point guard depth. And granted, they're rookies, but if you need them to play like third point guard minutes, it's not the end of the world if they're rookies. Yeah. Because I think Javante Green's listed as a forward, I think. But I think he could run some guard minutes if need be. I think you can bring up Tremont or Carson, and they can run a couple guard minutes if you need to. But I think just having Bryn Forbes as an extra wing out there would be super useful. Just a guy that can make a shot when you need him to make a shot. Yeah, I think, yeah, there is definitely some value in getting a shooter. I think just the important thing to do is not give up too much. No, for sure. And Danny Ainge has never been the guy to make trades at the deadline. We're known for standing pat and staying where we are. But I think, I don't think this is necessarily a team that can beat the Bucks in a seven-game series right now. What do you think? It's fair. Bucks are just a very good team, so. I don't know if anybody's going to beat the Bucks this season, honestly. They're going to run the table. I agree. Um, I think that's pretty good. I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, you got any final statements regarding anything taco-related or anything in general? <laughs> um... Taco's still the best player in the league. Not even a question. Um, Taco for the All-Star game, again, not even a question. Um, I think that's all I got. Uh, Zion for Rookie of the Year. 
Oh, man. Plug your, your bullshit agendas. Uh, that's all from me, too, here. Uh, thanks for listening to From the Rafters, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.